Hi, I'm Craig O'Sullivan. Today we talk about developing products, community, and we all learn it from a 3D printer. Hi and welcome to episode 26 of Just Cause Audio, where we take a metaphor from a trending event, movie or TV show so that we can learn to become better communicators, entrepreneurs or just all round better people. Why? Just Cause. Are you in the process of developing a new product or a program, a coaching program, or maybe you're wanting to build community around a particular cause? There's something that we can learn and have great lessons from a 3D printer. Yeah, I know, as always, stick with me. Because I was watching a documentary the other day on the rise of the new technology of 3D printers. And it was pretty pretty phenomenal. The, the TV show was, or slash movie documentary was called Print the Legend. I saw it on Netflix and it was about the rise of pretty much the three main players when it comes to 3D printers. And I was following their journey over a number of years and seeing how they're developing as businesses, as communities, as well as developing their products. And there was one one uh, 3D printer company that was new to the market that was called MakerBot Industries. Yeah, MakerBot Industries. Now they started out by a bunch of kids that, when I say kids, you know, a bunch of techies that really wanted to to create something that was open source because up until then, no one had created a consumer-based 3D printer. When I say consumer, I mean like we can have it sitting on our desk at home. Now there was a lot, there's obviously a lot of commercial grade 3D printers that have been around for many years and the technology has been available for commercial grade 3D printing. But as far as end consumer, sitting it on your desk just like a normal inkjet printer or a normal paper printer, there was nothing on the market. So they wanted to create the first consumer-based 3D printer, which was a great feat. But they knew, and part of part of their ethos in how they created their organization, these founders got together and they all said, you know what, we want to make sure that this is open source now and always. And and they developed and built their foundations on the fact that they were open source technology. Now let's take a little bit of a tech nerd break for a moment. And if you don't quite understand what open source uh, information is, I'll, I'll explain it because it's actually quite crucial to the concept because the metaphor is not actually really about MakerBot. It's more about the open source, but they've got, they've got a great example in how we can learn the pros and cons from having open versus closed source information or technology. What open source means is that the people who write the code, it's usually in the tech community, people who write the code and develop the technology, there are no patents, there are no copyrights, there's no restrictions to the to the technology and to the to the coding. But the the advantage of that is is the fact that everyone can use it but also everyone has access to it and there's a there's a really big community around open source technology and open source software that there's people all over the world that are using and working on open source code and they're contributing for free 
So let's say let's say someone's creating a uh, a CRM. There's there's a lot of CRM programs, uh, cust- client relationship management software. So just pretty much databases on how we can track our software, and there's a number of them that are open source, which means that they are free or very 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 cheap for the end user to buy, but the code and the software is open source. So which means there's people all over the world working on this co- code, making it better. And not being paid for it. Now you're probably thinking, "What? That's that's slavery, isn't?" It? No, these people actually work on this code out of the love for it, out of the joy, out of the cont- contribution to the community and to the end product, because they're all on board with the end goal of building the best uh, software for that particular outcome and they get to use it themselves and because it's open source the features keep growing and developing because there's all 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 different people turning around going hey i need this feature so i'm just going to work on this code myself and i'm going to develop the code rather than having to develop the entire code themselves they can use all of the code and just add to it but the rule of thumb with open source is you can use it but contribute to it also and so the advantage of open source is the fact that there's a lot of people that are developing it, creating new features and fixing all the bugs in there. And it happens a lot faster than just having one team do it because obviously there's people all over the world doing it. But it's also a lot more cost effective because you're not paying for all those people. Now, obviously in the end, you're, you, that, that code is then available for everyone to use. And so there are advantages and disadvantages, pros and cons, right? But MakerBot was started out as a purely open source. They wanted to be open source for everything, for the technology, for the software. They wanted to be, they wanted to be rage against the man, you know, like fight against the man, you know. They they wanted all the other 3D printer companies were were all these big tech companies that were all patent heavy based companies that were protecting every little bit of their code and that weren't allowing the technology to advance and that was the the idea of MakerBot Industries or the founders they all wanted to really advance the technology but the problem with patented technology is the fact that people aren't working on it so the technology itself is slow in developing and one of the big challenges with 3D printing and the th- reason why it was slow to to be uh, a commercial based thing, or sorry, a, a consumer based product is because the technology was so protected that no one had access to it. So if anyone wanted to develop it, they had to start from the, from the beginning, which took a lot of work, which these people have been developing it for years and protecting their code and protecting their information. But MakerBot said, look, we want to be the 3D printer for the, for the everyday man. We want every person to be able to afford to have a 3D printer. We can only do that if we have it open source and everyone contributes to the technology. So they rose very rapidly. They, they developed their software, overcame a lot of problems, developed features, developed their end product very rapidly because they were open source. A lot of people contributed to the outcome. Now, the cool thing about this was also is they're building a great community because everyone who's contributing to it feel like they they have a little bit of ownership, feel like they have contributed, feel like they are a part. And that 3D printer, even if they fix one little bit of code, they feel like they're a part of it. And so it grew very rapidly also because there was a strong community around this, this 3D printer. 
They hit a problem though, because they got investors, they started growing, they started growing too big for what they could handle and they needed to bring in investors. And unfortunately, when they brought in investors, the investors pressured them to go from open source to closed source. So to protect all their technology, to to close it off so that no one had access to the technology or to the code and put patents on it so that no one could use it. That obviously did protect the investor's interest, but it impacted the community very, very negatively that they built such a positive uh, community around them, but you could see that there were people dropping off like flies. There were people that, that were big supporters. Even the orig- some, most of the original founders left the organization because it was no longer had the same purpose as what they started as. It became a corporate beast like the others. And while I'm not going to argue the difference, the, the benefits or disadvantages, because obviously they then went on and they're they very successful. They, they then built the next level of, a, of technology with uh, consumer-based 3D printers and their technology did get a lot better and, and there was a lot of investors and they made a lot of money. And, and so there is, a, is definitely an advantage in that side. But let me address that in a moment. Let's, let's just put that aside. And let's focus on the fact that they would not have developed their technology as rapidly. They would have not have been able to add as many features as they did if they were closed source from the beginning. They also would not have had as big of a community around them that were rallying together, that were supporting them, that all felt like they were part of the family if they were closed source from the beginning. And so you're probably thinking, hang on a second, 3D printers, what's that got to do with me? Or you're probably thinking, that's tech world. I don't even have tech. I'm a coach or I'm a consultant or I'm, I'm a plumber or I'm an electrician. Whatever range of business you have, you can use this same theory yourself. When we look at open versus closed source information, now in the tech world, obviously we're talking code, we're talking about actual technology. But what's your code? What's your technology? It's the way that you do things. It's the way that as coaches, we operate. It's our model. It's our information. It's our, it's the, it's our advice that we give. That's our technology. Our knowledge, our information is our IP. Now, I know what it takes to develop to develop a pro a coaching program i know what it takes to develop your ip your intellectual property i understand what it takes to build your business with all of the resources that you've developed ebooks and and templates and 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 all the little step formulas that you've got to be able to help your clients achieve the results that they have. I know how long it takes. Why? Because I've done it myself. I spent 12 months developing one program. 12 months. And I've worked with other clients as well that that they I've been working with a client now for almost 12 months now and they haven't even gotten halfway through developing their product. Now, that is they're also running a a a multi-site business at the same time as as well as developing their coaching program so sometimes it does take a little bit longer but it you and i both know it takes time to develop our knowledge to develop our skills to develop our programs and i get that especially in the coaching consulting world 
but also for any other sort of trade or service or anything it takes time to develop out the way that we do things our systems our procedures i understand it takes time and i understand that sometimes we can get very protective of that technology let me call it technology whether it be systems procedures information intellectual property your templates whatever it may be let's call that your technology that's your code the way that you operate your business the way that you get the results that you can and I understand that we can get so protective because we have poured our heart and soul into this for months, years, developing a particular technology. I understand that because I've been in the same boat too. But I want to open your mind a little bit. Open your mind to the new world in which we're operating in. Open your mind to possible opportunities in the way that you can develop your programs a lot faster. The way that you can develop your programs uh, with building community around it, with adding features that you didn't even think you needed or you didn't even know how to use. Could you imagine like looking at what your technology, the way you operate, your systems, procedures, your, your programs, your templates, however it is, could you imagine that if someone else was to contribute something to your program, do you think it could be better? Of course it can, because we don't know everything. You know, I, I found myself, I've, I'll shut myself off and I'll, I'll close myself up with my information. It's like, no, it's all mine. It's all mine. You know, like my bubbles, you know, <laughs> like I'm finding Nemo reference there, but it's all my bubbles. You know, everything's mine, 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 mine. That's a scarcity mindset, and I'm not going to get too depth in depth with talking about scarcity mindset, but a scarcity mindset does not allow for abundance in our life, and if you're chasing abundance, we can't have a scarcity mindset, and the scarcity mindset says, there's not enough. I have to keep this to myself. I have to protect this, where an abundant mindset is, I can share this. But even just talk, get, getting away, because I know that that can seem a little bit woo-woo and, and a little bit mystical with all that sort of, you know, positive mindset sort of stuff. But let's, let's talk practically about it. You and I both, we don't know everything. Even if we've been studying something for years, we can still learn something. I've been doing, I've been, you know, talking and coaching around leadership for years and I've just started doing my masters and I'm learning so much more. Now there's a lot of stuff that was that I've already used, but there was some new things that I'm learning. I've been running businesses for now going on about 13 years. I should probably even longer than that. It's scary. It's scary when I think how long I've been doing business for. I'm still learning each and every day. I can never say that I know it all. And I can't think that I have all the answers. Because if I think I have all the answers, I'm doing an injustice, a disservice to my customers, to my clients, if I think that I have all the answers. So let me encourage you, rather than going, this is all mine and I need to keep it to myself, let's go from that's closed source Let's go to open source. Now, what does that mean for us? That means start sharing your technology. Start sharing your information. Because what can happen out of sharing your information is you could develop your products a lot better, like your programs, your coaching, etc. 
Now, let me give some practical examples, and I'm going to speak from a coach's point of view right now because I am a coach, and I can just talk practically about what I'm personally doing. First of all, when we when we share our technology, when we share our information, you know, like that, that old saying that we learn by teaching, and it's so true, and the more times we get to execute, to teach, to, to present our information, the more opportunity we have to develop it. I know that every time I present concepts, every time I present programs, it gets better and better. Every time I speak on stage, every time I run a workshop, every time I coach a client, every session, every workshop, every speech is better every time because the last time I spoke it, I developed it because I had more thoughts, more more ideas that came out of that, the interactions with people, the questions, the responses. So the more we share our technology, the better we will be able to develop it, just ourselves personally. Now, how can we do that practically? Well, I do lives, right? So I do Instagram lives every single night where I just talk about the metaphor for the day, which you're seeing the tail end of, of that of that information. But I do the live. I ask questions. I have other people asking me questions. I'm answering. We're working through. By the end of that hour-long live, yes, I stay on for an hour because we're just constantly answering questions and talking about the concept of the day, the metaphor of the day, or other things. And with that, I find that when I get to the end of that hour, my knowledge about that product or about that metaphor is a lot better than when I started. Why? Because I've been open source. I've shared it. We've discussed it. We've interacted it. I, I'm now picking up on where people are asking so that when I step into my podcast, my podcast is a lot more developed than what it would be if I had not have been open source with that information. Another way in which we're open source is I do a lot of interviews and presentations with with people that I get I get interviewed probably at least once a week and every time I I interview that's me giving away my information for free right that's allowing me to develop my content because I'm sharing it it's every time I do do an interview I'm able to uh, language and have a lot more clarity around a particular concept. And it happens so amazingly that I'll walk out of an interview and I'll go, well, I never even knew that idea before. You know, like like I knew the concept, but I found a new way to language it. It just came out. And so when we share, share with lives, share with interviews, share with speeches, we are developing our product and developing our programs a lot better. When we're doing Q&A, when we're doing interviews, it allows other people to contribute because they may ask a question that I didn't even know needed to be answered. And that's adding to the program. That's adding to the technology. And so there's, that's how we can be open source, by sharing our information. But other than just developing the product, I'm actually developing and creating a community. The more time I do my lives, the more interviews I do, I'm growing the community around my product, around my information. And because I'm free, because I'm open source, I have free resources online, which I talk about all the time. They're there for free because I want to be open source. I want everyone to have access to my information. Now, here's the thing. You're probably asking, well, hang on, as a coach, then if I give all of my knowledge, all of my information away for free, how do I make money? Great question. 
I truly believe that we as coaches, consultants, we in this world should give all of our information away for free. Education should be for free, right? We should give it because everything is all already available. We, we're not teaching anything new. We're just putting a different spin on it, presenting it in, in a different way. But someone can jump on YouTube and find the answers anyway. So information should be for free. But we could, should charge for the implementation, for the customization, for the for the uh, execution of that. Like if someone wants us to tailor it to them, then yes, that's where they pay us. If someone wants us to do it for them, then that's where we make our money. Could you imagine that if you were open source with all of your information and gave it all away for free, building a community, building your product, building your your technology, you would have more features, it would be more developed in a much faster time, and you would have a larger community that would then, people would be coming to you, asking you to be their coach. So let me challenge you, go open source, give away all of your information for free, share it out as often as you can so you can develop it faster and build a community around it and you'll come up with features that you never thought you needed. I'm excited to see you go open source and then hey, charge for your closed source which is the implementation of it. I'm looking forward to seeing the results you get from being open source, that we don't lose our community, that we don't lose it, the growth and the develop of our, de development of our product like MakerBot Industries did. I'm Craig O'Sullivan. Thank you for listening. Join us on the next Just Cause Audio where we take a metaphor from a trending event, movie or TV show so that we can learn to become better communicators, entrepreneurs and just all round better people. Why? Just cause.